today I am joined um, by David Kelly from American Queen Steamboat Company. He's the Executive Vice President of Hotel Operations and New Construction. And first of all, how are you today? I'm great, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very excited to talk to you about, about American Queen Steamboat Company, and we'll also talk about Victory Cruise Lines, which is the ocean product in a second. Um, but we're going to start with American Queen, and the, the sheer amount of inquiries that we get for Mississippi River Cruises is so high, and so I think that, you know, it's good for me, it's good for me to learn about this, but also for the listeners. So I kind of want to start out by just knowing, like, what do I need to know about American Queen Steamboat Company? What do my listeners need to know? And and who are you and what do you do? Okay, so American Queen Steamboat Company, we, uh, we're the leader in river cruising in the Mississippi, the Ohio rivers, and uh, in the West Coast uh, between Portland, Oregon, all the way up to Stevenson. We operate three vessels at the moment, the, the iconic American Queen. She's 25 years old. She uh, has an original steam engine plant in her. Uh, she's powered by the big red wheel at the back, uh, and she's truly the icon of our company. She uh, She's like walking into the history books when you go on board. Uh, we have a couple of other vessels, the American Duchess, uh, which was the newest vessel in our fleet. She was launched two years ago. Uh, very modern vessel compared to the American Queen. Uh, an all-sleep vessel, lots of space, uh, 166 passengers to just under 100 crew members. Uh, and then, of course, the American Empress, uh, which used to be the Empress of the North, and she operates between Vancouver uh, all the way up to Stevenson. Uh, they're homes away from home for everyone. They really are. Uh, you walk on board the American Queen, and there's this nostalgia that's on board the vessel. She's she's an antique. She's an old she's an old manor home. She's an old plantation. Uh, with an all-American crew, and it offers, it offers guests an experience that is really difficult to try and replicate elsewhere in the world. I mean, it's, it's not like uh, a river cruise in Europe where those vessels are long and sleek and modern. Uh, they're two stories or three stories high. These are uh, iconic vessels that, that tower up five and six decks each, and as you sail up through the river, you can see over the embankments, you can see, uh, you can see the landscape from these vessels despite the level of the rivers. And so, I mean, you say that the European vessels are, you know, long and sleek. What about the interiors of, of these ships? What can you expect, you know, when you first step on? I know you said it's like it's like a home away from home, but can you elaborate on what you mean by that? Sure. So on the American Queen, she's, uh, she's predominantly uh, a traditional style of furnishings and decor. She's got the damask wallpapers, uh, rich dark wood colors, wing chairs, uh, King An- uh, Queen Anne chairs and things. Just an awful lot of antique feel to her. Uh, she is she has like the true Mark Twain experience. She she generally is. Uh, she's an old lady. When you walk on board, you can see that, you can feel it. The amenities on board, however, are, are fairly modern. You still get uh, satellite TV and Wi-Fi and all the modern conveniences that everyone's become uh, accustomed to and what people expect. Uh, when you look at the interior of the the Empress out on the West Coast, she's similar to the Queen. She was built uh, only ten years ago, twelve years ago, so she's not quite as as, uh, as antique. Uh, but we've tried to take some of the Queen's styling and, and put her onto that vessel as well. Uh, the, the beauty of all of our vessels is there's there's small nooks and crannies all over the boat where you can hide. It's there's lots of places you can just disappear and. Uh, Sort of lose the afternoon reading a book or snoozing in the ladies' cabin, for example, in the American Queen. 
uh, or you can find yourself in the gallery and, and the Duchess where you can play board games, you can chat to people, there's, there's a piano in the corner that somebody's playing away. So there's lots of small areas on these boats. You can truly just disappear and, and be as uh, as quiet as you want to be or be as active as you want to be. You can go onto the sun deck and take part and get games with the captain and the senior officers or uh, you can relax in your cabin in the balcony if you just want to, to be alone. So there's there's not an awful lot of places on the vessel that is good to uh, just be at home. If you want to be active or inactive, that's, that's your call and you're going to be able to do that on board these vessels. And, you know, that's part of, you know, I think the joy of cruising in general is that you can kind of just pick and choose what you want to do and you can stay on the ship, as you said, and read or, yeah, you can really kind of cater the experience to your own needs and desires. And it's nice that that translates as well, because I think that it's funny, but for for someone who's in the travel industry, the Mississippi River Cruise almost seems the most foreign because I'm so used to having these other a cruise experiences and so to to bring it back to um to to my homeland you know and and to cruise and kind of learn the history in that way i think is something that that almost seems more foreign to me than sailing across the sea which is interesting um but i know that you have a new ship coming to the line as well can you tell me about that one because we talked a little bit you know about the older ships but but what can we expect from from the newer ship so, yeah, the American Countess, uh, she's currently under construction. We're due to take delivery early 2020. Uh, she'll uh, have her inaugural voyages in April. Starting April 5th will be the first uh, revenue cruise that I think is. She's been built on the, the hull of a former gaming vessel, but we have stripped that vessel back to pretty much steel. We took the hull, uh, we sliced her down the middle because she wasn't big enough for it, so we... We cut the vessel right down the centre and we added a 58-foot mid-body section to make the vessel longer uh, and put some more cabins in there and extend the public spaces that we had. Uh, So the Countess uh, is going to offer something that we don't have on any of our vessels. uh, And and we've listened to feedback from our guests uh, for the last six or seven years as we've improved the product and improved our fleet. And what most people often say is, we want a place on board the boat where we can sit inside and watch the river go by. Uh, that's not our cabin. Uh, so what, we, what we've done with this vessel, we, we flipped her on our sides. Inside, we flipped the vessel on our side. So the, the grand bar that's 110 feet long uh, is 110 feet of window. Uh, and it's basically floor-to-ceiling glass from uh, the, the forward section of the bar all the way to the, the stern section of the bar. Uh, so what that's going to do for guests is give them this, this huge space uh, that we don't have in any of our existing fleet where you can be sitting inside, whether it's raining, snowing, or sunny, uh, and you can watch the river go by. Uh, we've also added lots of spaces in the forward part of the vessel so that when we're sailing, uh, when, we're, we're, when we're doing a day on the river, you can be inside looking forward as well. So on the American Queen, we've got the front port of America and we've got the chart room. Uh, two relatively small spaces uh, on the on the counter. Sorry, uh, we've built a gym, a library, a Perth's coffee shop, uh, a card room, and a chat room, all on the bow of the vessel. So, in all of these rooms, you've got forward-facing windows that lets you see the river as well. Uh, it's, it's an amazing uh, feeling when you get into. We want a modern vessel, but we want to be able to do but cruising in the river is all about, just sitting back on a rocking chair, 
We're sitting back on a couch just watching the river roll past. Uh, so that's what we've done with this vessel. Uh, in terms of how she's going to be outfitted, uh, we've listened to guests. They like the modern fuel reductions. They like the cabins. It seems that people are, are really forgiven of a very modern and sleek cabin, but they still want to see a bit more tradition in the interior of the public spaces. So that's what we're doing with Countess. We're taking a blend of the American Duchess, which is fairly modern, and a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being extremely contemporary, I'm going to say the Duchess is a 6 or 7. Uh, that's probably a point and a half too much for some of our guests, so we're, we're dialing that back in the Countess, and we're blending the nostalgic eras of the 19th and 20th century uh, from plantation homes and such, and we're, we're pulling that onto the Countess with some contemporary touches, so uh, we'll use damask wallpapers, but they may have a foil through them, so you'll still get that old feeling to it, but somebody who sees a more modern touch will see the foil in the background. Uh, the furniture is going to be a bit more traditional in fabric, but the style may be a bit more modern. So to, to, the, to the untrained eye, you see a traditional chair, but to somebody who's a bit more modern, they're going to see a chair that's designed as a bit more modern as well. So we've, we've really tried to blend uh, old with new here to give us something that's sympathetic to the fleet, uh, and, it, and it keeps people feeling as if we're still part of the heartland of America when we're sailing uh, up and down the Mississippi on board the the, uh, the yeah, and I think that that's interesting, the fact that you made the the point of, you know, kind of like this blend between modern and, and classic or traditional, especially because I think that that's really kind of what the experience gives. And, you know, when you're traveling down the Mississippi, when you're traveling, you know, on any of these rivers, you're learning about the history of our country, which is a new country, and it's pretty modern. And so even like taking that kind of angle from it as well, and, and reflecting that in the decor, I think is is an interesting, an interesting point to make too. Um, yeah. So what can guess, you know, what would like a day in the life aboard look like on on one of these river cruises? So let's say we were, we were on board the American Queen. Again, the life of the Queen, if, uh, if we're in, a reg- let's say we're in the port of Natchez, uh, you, you, you wake up and the boat should be pulling into the, the, the dock area. You'll see your staff uh, sometimes have to wait just based on whatever we are and what, what the water level seems to be. Uh, we offer a few dining venues and dining options on board the vessel, so you could have yourself... Uh, an a la carte breakfast in the Grand Diamond Room or the GM White Diamond Room as it is in the American Queen. Uh, if you wanted something a bit more informal, we've got the front porch of America that's much more of a buffet. Uh, help yourself, go outside and, and sit in one of the rocker chairs or swings uh, and enjoy breakfast there. Uh, alternatively, you could also have that delivered to you in your cabin if you decided you wanted to do a light breakfast in the room. We, we offer that. Uh, generally, every morning we offer... Uh, we offer the, the services of a river lorian. So the river lorian is basically our historian uh, who knows the river. Uh, and that's not something you can teach somebody. So we, we've got a couple of people saying, I want to be a river lorian. And, and you've got to look at that and say, well, a river lorian is really somebody who's lived the river life all the life. Uh, so we've got a couple of people on board, Jerry and uh, Lawrence and these kind of gentlemen who are now in the late 50s, early 60s, some even late 60s who have walked up and down the river all their life. And what these what these uh, folks do for us is, as they've been past these ports of call, 
in the river. They know the history. They, they do lectures. They tell us what's happening. They tell us about what was going on here 100 years ago. Uh, so there's a series of lectures that take place every day. Uh, and then the Revelorians also make themselves available uh, in the chat room or the library to, to just do river chats. And it, it really is just if if you walk on board and sit down in the chat room and start chatting to me, if I have to be there with you for 10 minutes to talk about the river or, or an hour, that's okay. That's what the Revelorians are there to do is to, to, to sort of immerse you in the whole river experience and, and what what it means to us as a company, why we decided to be the traditional riverboat company with big red wheels that takes you back to a time when all of transportation up and down the river was, was pushed with a big red wheel. So uh, we offer that. Then, of course, you've got the shore experience. We, we offer hop-on, hop-off, plus uh, an upgraded premium excursion. So all of our hop-on, hop-off experiences are included as part of your cruise fare. Uh, so a guest uh, has the option of going down to the, the ticket booth where the shore excursion staff are, choosing a time. So I want to go ashore at 10.30. Uh, you punch in the time, you pick up your ticket, and, and your bus leaves at 10.30. That, that, that coach will then stop at maybe 10 or 12 different locations throughout the town that we're visiting, uh, and you do it at your pace. And, and an awful lot of that was driven by getting feedback from guests who didn't like being herded about uh, on, on regular excursions that you get when you head over to Europe or South America or wherever it may be. So if you jump ashore and go into the uh, into museum. If you want to spend 10 minutes there or you want to spend three hours there, that's your call. Uh, you know that your, your coach will be there every 15 or 20 minutes to pick you up and take you along to the next stop if that's, that's how you desire. Or you jump on the coach and go straight back to the vessel. So you don't, you're not restricted. You're not told you need to be in 10 spaces within two hours. You, you choose what you do as well all day long. Pushing uh, into the afternoon, uh, the entertainment team are there all day long. They, they host quiddies, they'll host board games, they'll host some deck games as well, if the weather's good enough for upstairs. Uh, and then as you progress into later in the day, you've got pre-dinner cocktail set with the musicians on board. We've got three or four different types of uh, musicians on board. We've got a, a, a solo that plays in the piano bar. He sings, he plays piano engages guests, it becomes the Irish sing-along night, it becomes the, the country and western evening. Uh, or you can head along to the engine room bar and there's a, there's a duo or a, a trio along there who'll be playing uh, for the evening. And then you've got the Broadway uh, caliber shows that we produce in the Grand Salon, for example, where there's a, a six-piece band uh, for the cast and they'll do one hour to one hour and 15-minute reviews, ranging from blues, jazz, all the way through to musical theater. Uh, we offer two shows in the evening uh, between the dinner scenes, and uh, then once the show's over, there'll be other events taking place either at the, the River Grill Bar, in the engine room bar, there may be another set there. So there's lots to do on board the boat as well, uh, over and above just going ashore, listening to a lecture. It, it's about having fun uh, and having fun at the pace that you want to have fun at. If, if you choose not to do that, that, that's your choice as well. You can sit in the piano bar all night long and Phil will play for you uh, and you don't have to be at the show. So it, it really is. It's, it's up to the guests to immerse themselves in as much or as little as they, they choose. And do you allow, is there an age limit for children aboard? So we don't generally get children on board these vessels. Uh, we don't, we're, we're by no means a cruise line that says no kids. Uh but we we have to be very honest. We don't we don't uh, gear our entertainment or our services on board towards kids. 
uh, if it's if it's mother, father, granny, and grandpa plus a couple of children, uh, that would probably be okay. But you're not going to come on board and find uh, the kids club or or a juvenile uh, leader who looks after a group of teenagers. People generally find that our boats are not designed for that kind of audience. Uh, and they say, if we know kids are coming ahead of time, we'll try and make arrangements to make sure we've got certain games and, and requests that they may have uh, made through their parents. But it's not generally something that we uh, we see often on board the boat. In fact, when we do, uh, everybody sort of goes, huh, there are kids that are able to come on board. So it doesn't happen that often. Okay. Yeah, I think a lot of the inquiries that I get are usually from people who are wanting to take parents with them. So it's generally people in like their 40s and 50s looking to take parents on a trip. And I think that that sounds like such a good idea because it's an area that's not too far. And, you know, it's like learning about your own culture's history, I think is important, especially, you know, at a later age, maybe to, to kind of look back. So, but I think it's important to note as well, like if children aren't allowed on board, because maybe people can expect yeah. the ship to be a little bit quieter. Then. Um, oh yeah. It's, it's very much, it's very quiet. You won't have kids running about and I know I've been on on many other cruise lines and worked on them as well. And uh, one of the biggest complaints we used to get back in those days was uh, people calling to say there's kids running up and down the hallway outside my cabin, and that's that's not something that you you'll have experience with us because guests, as you say, they, they don't generally bring children with them. So okay, and then before we move on to the to the I, I call it ocean. It's not it's not ocean, but before we move on to the Victory Cruise Line front. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, like what's new for the company. I, we talked about the Countess, American Countess, but what else can we look forward to, you know, for next year? So for next year, we've obviously got the launch of uh, American Countess coming online. Uh, we've got new itineraries with the, the Victory Cruise Line. Obviously, we, we just took ownership of Victory this year. Uh, we've been growing that market for ourselves, uh, We've got Ocean Victory, which is a new build. It's a company under construction right now, and she'll launch in 2021. So we don't have that for next year. Uh, but the, the, the itineraries and the expedition experience that we're going to start opening up in 2021 is going to be quite exciting for an awful lot of our guests. And uh, we're, we're excited to bring another market into our organization. So we're now offering, obviously, Great Lakes Eastern Seaboard uh, Mississippi River cruises uh, that the voyages out in the West Coast. And now the, the next, uh, the feather in the bonnet shall be uh, Alaska, the Inside Passage, the Canadian Passage. And some of these really, really folks that, that large cruise ships do not give you the experience of uh, our 200 passenger ocean victory will take you to, uh, will take you really inside Alaska and you'll see Alaska up, up close and real. Uh, and that's what's important for us is giving someone the experience. We recognize that. Uh, just because people have got the money to spend with us doesn't mean that they want to throw that cash away unwillingly and uh, we've got to treat it as being an experience. It may be a once-in-a-lifetime experience for someone to, to head up to Alaska or head up and do the the, uh, the American Empress and see the Pacific Northwest and it truly has to be an experience for them and they have to walk away and say, wow, going on a small vessel was really worthwhile for us. So whilst we may not have the amenities of, of two and 3,000 passenger cruise ships, uh, we're taking you really up close to the experiences that you, you want to see. So next year, we're excited for the Countess launching. Uh, we're excited to have, have more beds because one of our challenges has always been uh, we have to turn guests away and say, I'm sorry, we're actually sold out. So mm-hmm. next year, we've, 
obviously opened up some more capacity and that helps us and helps our guests. So, I mean, I know that we touched on Victory a little bit, but can you tell me more about that product and, you know, what what guests can expect from that? Because I know, we, you know, you mentioned the Great Lakes in Canada. Um, so what kind of experience is that going to provide? And you, maybe the, the size of the ships and, and, you know, kind of what we went over for the riverside. But. Sure. Yeah, so, so Victory Cruise Lines, uh, we've listened to our guests the last couple of years, and we've got, we've got guests who have sailed with us three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, up to 15 times. Uh, but they've also come to us and said, we love what you do, we love your product, we love the vessel, but uh, there's only so many times I can sail up and down the Mississippi. I've done this four times or five times. Uh, give us something new. So we've been looking at the the Great Lakes for, for many years. We just haven't had the right opportunity to get vessels that can go there. So when Victory uh, was available for us to purchase, we, we jumped on it. Uh, recently, it was it was described when you when you got into Quebec and Montreal and, and these cities up in the, the Canadian portion of the itinerary, it, that it, it's, it's like going to Europe without leaving North America. Uh, and truly, that's that's an experience that an awful lot of people, uh, I don't think, appreciate that when you do sail up into some of these cities that we do in the Great Lakes, uh, over into Canada, it truly is like immersing yourself in Europe, but you're not going on a 10-hour flight to try and, to try and join that cruise. Uh, the experience on board Victory is quite different from the American Queen. The vessels are much smaller. Uh, they're designed to be coastal vessels. They're designed to get you from... Uh, point A to point B uh, comfortably and with with some good amenities. We don't have the large theatres like we've got in American Queen. We don't have uh, the, the, the public spaces and all the decks and things that we have in the, the Queen Suite. However, what we do have is the ability to take you into places like Mackinac Island. We take you into Cleveland and Detroit and there's the, uh, the Canadian side of the experience so say, is over to Niagara Falls and then up into Montreal and, and all these places where it truly is a very port-intensive uh, itinerary. Uh, you you pull in at 800, you're off the boat as quick as possible, and you're exploring. Now, you pull out exploring some of these cities and you're getting back on board in the evening. And we find an awful lot of guests are uh, enjoying the experience on board. We, we're offering similar cuisine. Uh, it's an all-inclusive product as well, so you get alcohol and the beverage that are all included in that vessel also. Uh, at the menus were tailored to be a bit more like the American Queen's menus and started to regionalize them as well. So as we head up into Maine, uh, when the vessel starts to head south again, uh, we'll start to bring in some local seafood and fare from that region. So we're trying to, to pair up the experience with the region that you're traveling in, uh, along with uh, the onboard experience. Uh, but I think that the biggest, uh, the biggest impact for the victory is the, the destinations that you're seeing, uh, there's such a historical element to the American Queen's itineraries uh, when you look at the Mississippi uh, River. Uh, when you head to Victory, it's much more about the destination and the cities. And uh, I mean, we just we just started to pull into Navy Pier in Chicago last week with our first trip there. Uh, we've now secured that dock location for the rest of the year, uh, and it truly is a, it's a truly good experience for guests. Where you're sitting in Navy Pier. And you're in the heart of Chicago. You can just go ashore and do what you want. You're right there. Uh, we're the only cruise line that's allowed to hit Navy Pier as well. So we've got a few explosives out there that help us uh, keep the edge uh, on a competition uh, and make the guest experience truly, truly memorable one there. 
Yeah, I mean, it, that's, it just sounds like such a good experience. And it's it's so weird because these destinations seem so accessible, but it's also like once you look at it, it's like how many people do offer this experience in this way? And yeah, so I exactly. Think... And and one of the one of the academies we found has been really uh, popular, especially through a lot of the alumni groups and, and, and the larger groups that we work with, is the, the academy that does all five Great Lakes. And even even though the fifth Great Lake might not we might not even have a stop there. It's one of these things that's on people's bucket list. It's like, I want to do all five Great Lakes. So even though the ship may just go in and do three hours cruising, turn around and come back, get, they, they get to tick it off the box. They get to say, I've now done Niagara Falls. I've now done all five Great Lakes. I've now done Machu Picchu. I've done Hong Kong. But the five lakes are on people's bucket list. And we're excited by the fact that we, we've been able to do that. Uh, so much so that we, we started modifying our tenants just for next year. To, to include more of those trips because the feedback this year was we love it but we just wish we could have hit that fifth lake so we said you know what let's listen to what the guests want but you don't you don't pay this kind of money to do a cruise and and regret that you didn't see all five lakes so we've started to look at modifying these itineraries to give guests what they're asking us to give them and i know when we were talking about the river cruises you mentioned the entertainment team do you have the same kind of production value on these ships as well on these itineraries as well so we don't and and one of the reasons for that is the the actual show lounge stroke lecture lounge on board these vessels is much more uh, akin to a cabaret lounge it's it's a one level room there's no raised stage uh the, the stage is, is probably no larger than 12 by 5 feet it's a small area uh so we don't have production shows like we have in the Queen or the Duchess or the Empress. We've got a trio on there, so the cruise director, a singer, uh, a backing guy on, on the piano and one on guitar or, or on uh, trumpet. Uh, and what they do is they offer an experience that's, that's, that's good for the size of the vessel. I don't think those rooms would lend themselves to having six piece band plus four or five people singing. They're just too small for that. Uh, and what we've really found is uh, on these itineraries, guests, guests truly go ashore, enjoy everything there is to, to see ashore, uh, come on board, they enjoy the meal, they enjoy the drinks, they go upstairs and they watch the cabaret or, or the show for 45 minutes to an hour. And by, by 9 or 10 o'clock, most people are sitting back saying, huh, I've been on my feet all day long, tomorrow we're in Detroit, tomorrow we're whatever we may be the next day, and they retire. So that's not to put people off and think there's nothing to do on board in the evening, but a lot of our guests, I'm actually looking for that. We are, we are on our guest scores up cabs, obviously, like most cruise lines, we, we have score cabs that get, get to tell us about each week. And the entertainment value on Victory 1 and 2, we're, we're getting the same scores from our guests there for what we offer as we are in the American Queen for what they offer there. And I think a lot of that is expectation. When, when people know that they're pulling out of the port and on the river at 12 noon and they're not going to be in the next place till 10 a.m. the next day, they expect a much more lively ship at night time. They expect a show, they expect an after-show event. Uh, and Victory, when we spend so much time ashore, uh, guess I'm really looking for the Broadway shows on these vessels. They, they don't come with that expectation. They come with the expectation of, you're going to show me some really incredible ports here, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm not necessarily on board saying, ah, are we going to see a jazz show tonight? Is it going to be a blues show? That, that doesn't seem to be uh, on the top of the, the scorecard for what we expect on board victory. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, that that makes complete and total sense. I know a lot of people, especially when there's early mornings, tend to retire early anyway. That's like sometimes I go to shows yeah. on on cruises where, you know, we're getting off at nine and people just do not show up. So it's like sometimes yeah. you're the only one there. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to touch on? You know, I think it's uh, I think it's important for your readers to understand that, that as a company, we really are worth watching at the moment. Uh, John Wagner, our chief executive and chairman, he 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 is passionate about the rivers. He's passionate about shipping, uh, and he he is genuinely interested in making sure that every guest who goes on board the vessels uh, loves what they get and and want to come back and see more. And I'm the same. I mean, I come from a long history of a cruise ship experience, and for me, it's it's much more about saying, if this was my money and if I was spending this cash, would I be happy with what I'm getting? And and I have to continually ask my staff that inside the hotel and inside vessel operations and say, look, guys, how, how many weeks does it take you to earn this amount of money? And if we ask you to pay for that cabin and this experience, would you be happy with it? And the answer should always be yes. I mean, all of our staff should be striving to, to make that experience good. Uh, and I think it's important to, to sort of point out that, that we get two different types of staff here. Obviously, the American Queen Suite is all American staff. Uh, and with them, it truly is about connections. I think so many of our passengers and guests go on board the AQSC Suite. Uh, they meet Americans serving them. Uh, sometimes they're from their own town. They're from, from the town two or three miles down the road, and they, they get to connect with each other. Uh, on the Victory we're using uh, foreign crew obviously because it's a foreign flag vessel we can't put too many Americans on there uh, but their friendliness and their eagerness to help is also very evident they're, they're getting some of the best scores in a fleet uh, because they truly want to make the guest experience good so I think uh, the biggest takeaway I believe for our company that marks us out against most other cruise lines out there is the sheer size and intimacy that we offer uh, we haven't express any desire nor do we have any desire to become a mass market product we don't have a, a desire to put ships out there with five and five and six hundred and i say that lightly because five and six hundred used to be a big ship back in the the, the late 80s you know, 90s and now a 600 passenger ship is considered small so so we are we're miniature if you want to go that way we're as a 200 passenger we're a miniature cruise line uh but i think it's it's also worth pointing out when you look at you look at the departure of let's say Oasis of the Seas. Uh, we only need four sailings of Oasis full, and that's our entire fleet filled for a year. So when when I live in Fort Lauderdale, I, I watch Oasis sail every Sunday, and I think ah, in one month they've just filled all five of our boats. Imagine that's just incredible. So the, the experience we offer is much more intimate. Uh, we have crew members who are invited to, to guest homes on the vacation. We have crew members who uh, get letters written about them continually. I mean, as much as I run the operation of both of our fleets, the number of guests that I respond to and get phone calls from and emails from about just good experiences with our crew members, experiences where uh, you wouldn't get that elsewhere. And it's just where people are really... Uh, their hearts are in the right places. Our guys and our girls on board the boats want to really do a phenomenal job so that everybody walks away with a tear in their eyes saying, ha, I want to come back on board the Duchess because uh, Tom or Jean or Oscar or whoever it may be just made that experience so special for them. And uh, that, that's, that's our philosophy. That's John's philosophy. And we try and 
like that trickle all the way down to everybody on board and, and make sure the guest walks away and is delighted by what we offer them. I mean, you can be taking the best sailing in the world, and if the people who are working on the ship are not doing their jobs correctly and 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 hap- you know with a smile and really trying to engage with guests, that that really is what makes the difference. I think a lot of the times between a sailing yeah. that's great and a sailing that's yeah. mediocre. So the the emphasis yeah. on that I think is really important. Um, anything else though that you would like to add? Anything that we're missing? Do you think? No, I think uh, I think that covers most of it. Um, it's been a few years since I've seen your father, and uh, I obviously spent some time with him when he first uh, joined our vessel a few years back. So, would be excited to welcome you or him on board to to see what we're offering on these vessels or the victory ships, and and, and let you experience it firsthand. It'd be a pleasure to do that. So, yes, we would love I to. The time today. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm.